Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. 916-633-1537. Uh, ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com for emails. Uh, ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Uh, reviews at Podchaser. I just want to say real quick that I'm, I'm close to calling this one a hood classic. Now, the punctuations are awful the editing is bad and yeah they still have to stick the landing of the ending but thus far i've really enjoyed this book and so i'm hoping that they don't fuck it up um last time we checked we found out that just like we had predicted just like roy had said a while back that um zakia was pregnant with uh gavin's baby and after Gavin came home after his one day trip to Portland where all sorts of stuff happened to jump off just he got back just in time for all sorts of wild shit to jump off so two day trip um he came back and him and um Annalise uh made love um now this is after he found out that Zakia was pregnant and he was so happy and he was like, are you going to keep it? And she was like, what do you want to do? I'm scared. And he was like, I don't know why. This is your third child. Which, really? But then also, he was um, acting like he was very supportive of her having the child. Like, I don't know why you're scared. This is going to be your third one. By saying your third one, that's indicating that you want to keep the child. You're giving it a number. You're giving it a thought. Um, but then he gets back home and he gets that, that good good from Annalise that he hasn't gotten in a while. And because he hasn't gotten it in a while, he had forgotten just how great she was, I guess. I don't know. But all of a sudden, um, Zakia, who's turning to like Tommy, for real, for real, calling late night, calling at 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, what? Called at 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, um, are you with her right now? Like, what? what is this? Um, so he was like, yo, I didn't say I wanted to have the baby when he had just been, you know, really pumping her up about the baby. But now, no, not at all. Uh, now he's talking about, we didn't even discuss you having this child, you having this child, not us having this child. Now all of a sudden it's not, he wants to get married to this woman now that he's gotten some pussy from his wife. I don't know. So, bottom line is, they have this conversation. He hangs up. He thinks he's safe. He gets back in bed. Annalise heard the whole fucking thing. He's hoping that she didn't hear the part where he said, I love you, to her. But, obviously, he heard. she heard everything else. 
So you're already fucked, but you know. Chapter 17, Annalise Channing. The nerve of Gavin coming home and putting it on me like that. Had me falling back in love with him all over again till I heard his cell buzzing in the middle of the damn night. Instead of getting up and checking myself, I waited for him to answer it because I knew he would. Just as I suspected, after it had been vibrating a few times back to back, he finally got up and snuck out the room to talk. Hopping up to be nosy, I felt a strong urge to pee. Unable to hold it, I ran to relieve myself before going to the kitchen to eavesdrop on Gavin's conversation. Bad thing about it was that I was too late. He had already hung up that fast. Even though I couldn't confirm it was another woman, the ugly sense that came over me told me that it was. No matter how hard I tried to shake the feeling, I couldn't. That's why I busted Gavin up like that, hoping that he would feel guilty enough to confess that he had been cheating. Instead, he laughed at me and told me I was being paranoid. That was my alarm, and I went into the kitchen to cut it off before it woke you, and plus, I was thirsty. I had to get something to drink, Gavin insisted with a straight face. If he was lying, I couldn't tell. That attorney face could fool the best of him, and I was no different. I may not have been able to see it, but my mind was telling me that something wasn't right. Without harping on it, I went right on back to sleep, and when I woke up after 8, Gavin had already gone to the office. Taking advantage of the private time to myself, I dialed Michaela up to tell her about my husband finally putting it down on me. So, you guys good now, she asked. Hell no, I huffed, and I told her about the late night phone call. Girl, he probably ain't lying. Joe be setting his alarm for some crazy hours too so we can get some work done while the kids are asleep, Michaela informed me. Well, we ain't got no kids and he has a whole office here too for all the privacy he needs. You are seriously overreacting, boo, Michaela laughed. I would suggest you go in for round two tonight when he gets home and see if it was as good as it was last night. If it is, I think you guys can get back on track, Lisey. Oh, but we still going to Portland to see your house though, marriage fixed or not. Whatever. Try it. Enjoy it again and again, but don't cancel our trip. I'm looking forward to it, Michaela urged with a laugh. Now call me or text me tonight and let me know how that goes. I gotta go and get these kids off. I'm already running late. When I hung up with Michaela, I thought about what she had said. Finally, I came to the realization I did want to save my marriage. With that in mind, I got up, showered, changed, and flew to the mall to get a sexy number to wear for Gavin when he got home from work. It was a nice royal blue two-piece with a silk robe to match that I picked out. Laying it out on the bed once I got home, I heard to freshen up when I heard Gavin pulling up in the driveway right on time. Slipping into my lingerie and royal blue robe, I put my hair in a bun on the top of my head and checked out my curvaceous reflection in the mirror. Admiring my cocoa skin, I blew myself a kiss and waltzed into the living room where I caught my husband laid back on the sofa scrolling through social media. By the way he had his hands down his pants, I just knew he was masturbating to somebody's picture. Curious as hell, I ran over to him and tried to snatch the phone out of his hand. As quick as he was, I couldn't get it. What the hell is wrong with you? Gavin snapped and hopped up from the sofa with an attitude. Hell, he didn't even notice the sexy new set I had on because he was too busy trying to run out to the bathroom with his phone. What the hell he was up to? I didn't know, but best believe I was going to find out. Even if I had to kick the fucking door off the hinges. 
This motherfucker, I hissed, stomping back into the bedroom to stare in the mirror. I had to remind myself that I was beautiful because I damn sure haven't been feeling that way lately. Not after the way Gavin had been treating me. I spent good money on this shit and took my time to freshen up to give him some of these goodies and then he wanted to be on the damn sofa jacking off. Ugh! I whispered angrily while wondering who the hell the picture was that he was jacking off to. Assuming that Gavin went into the bathroom to continue to pleasure himself, I took the metal wire that we kept above the door and let myself in. Regretting that as soon as I walked into the unbearable stench of shit, I backed my ass right on up out of there and went back to our bedroom. Now my sexy mood was all messed up and after smelling my husband's rotten ass, there was no coming back from that shit. Chalking it up, I got my cell and dialed Michaela up. Boy, did I have an earful for her. She waited patiently until I finished to ask if we were still going to Portland. Hell yeah, after all this shit, I know he's hiding something. Whether it be here in Texas or there in Portland, I'm going to find out what Gavin's been up to, Michaela. Believe me. Well, let me see what we can find out this week, because when Friday comes, we getting on that damn plane, Lisey. Michaela giggled. I already have my bags packed, and I suggest you do the same. Shit, I didn't even tell Gavin that I was going out of town, I laughed. Pausing soon as I felt the presence behind me, I spun around in my husband's frowning face. You going out of town on Friday? Great. Now I had some explaining to do. Good thing Michaela was on the other end of the phone to coach me through. Oh shit, is that Gavin? Uh-huh. Where are you going Friday, Annalise? He asked. Tell him you're going out of town with me because me and Joe are thinking of renewing our vows. What the hell? Just do it. Yes, me and the girls are going out of town. Another girl's trip? You just got back, Gavin said, looking pissed. This nigga had some nerve questioning about where I was going. He had been on and off MIA for the last six months, so he shouldn't be questioning me about shit. But if you wanted to ask questions, let it rip. Michaela, let me call you back. Okay, girl, make sure you do, because I want to know how you got through this shit, she said as we ended the call. You just got back from a girl's trip, so why do you need another one? First of all, husband, don't be keeping tabs on me after you've been slipping in and out of town for months, I pressed with a serious stare. The way he was acting let me know that he was guilty of something. Little beads of sweat began to make their presence known on his forehead as he shuffled from one foot to the other. You already know where I was when I was gone. I'm handling business for your property in Portland. Yeah, okay. Now will you tell me where you're going? Not that I owe you any explanation on my whereabouts, but we're going to Vegas. Vegas? What the hell are you going to do in Vegas? Well, Michaela and Joe are thinking about renewing their vows, so me and the girls thought it would be a good idea to check out wedding venues in Vegas. Really? Michaela and Joe want to renew their vows. Yes. Why do I feel like you're lying to me? Gavin asked. How am I supposed to know why you feel some kind of way about my trip? I mean, didn't Michaela just get back from a girl's trip with hickeys on her fucking neck? Now her and Joe want to renew their vows. What kind of shit is that? He asked. It's they shit. No matter what Michaela had going on when we was out of town, doesn't mean her and Joe don't love each other. If they want to renew their vows, who are we to say that they shouldn't? I questioned. That's some shit that don't make no sense. If she's cheating on him, who said she was cheating on him?
I told you those marks were an allergic reaction to a neck pillow she was using on the plane. Not believing a word that flowed from my lips, Gavin smirked and twisted his lip up at me. You can say what you want, but I know hickeys when I see him. Something happened on that girl's trip and you know it. The question I have for you is, were you dropping it like it was hot too? Was you fucking on some other nigga too? Wap! Don't you ever talk to me like I'm some cheap bitch again in your fucking life, Gavin Channing. I threatened, feeling insulted from his questions. The fucking nerve. At that moment, walking away from his ass was the smartest move to make because I didn't have time for this shit. Grabbing some comfortable pajamas, he changed into him as he stood there with his mouth hung open. I hope I shocked the shit out of him because I had never fucked around on my husband before. Maybe he was accusing me because of his guilty ass conscience, but he better look in the mirror and question him damn self before he came to me like that again. Rolling my eyes at Gavin's constant disrespectful behavior, I slipped on my Nike slides and waited for him to face me. When he did, he snapped at me again. I was just asking a damn question. A question you didn't have a reason to ask. I've never done anything that will make you think I stepped out on you. Can you say the same thing? I asked as I narrowed my eyes. What's that supposed to mean? Well, shit, Gavin. If you don't know, then neither do I. But what I do know is that I'm going to Vegas on Friday and that's that. Wow. It doesn't even matter what I say or how I feel, huh? Nope. Why should it? Didn't you just spend almost 48 hours away from home? Why should you care where I'm going when you get to come and go as you please, I asked. We're married, Annalise. Don't forget that. You try to remember that the next time you decide to sleep out, Gavin. I'm done with this fucking conversation. Go find you some business or something and leave me the hell alone. After that little funky ass conversation, I was done with his sorry stank ass. For all I cared in this moment, he could go back to wherever he was in the past few days. So much for thinking that I wanted to work to save my marriage. Right now, I didn't know how the hell I felt. All I knew was that Gavin had pissed me the hell off. Ain't no talking to your ass no how, he hissed and looked at me before stomping out of the bedroom like his ass was on fire. Fuck him. Okay, so she is aware that she tried to cheat. Right? Like, I know. And I know also, part two, that the fact that these two were talking about the reasons why they haven't had sex in a long time is because the other person isn't reciprocating. But it sounded like both of them wanted sex and they both wanted to be intimate and they just weren't able to connect because neither of them were talking. I don't mean to sound like a counselor on this. I just, it's like that and that's the way it is. Like, you can't be like, she didn't want to have sex, but I didn't really do anything to try and be romantic you can't be like it's the first time gavin put it down on me in a long time when all you want him to do is lick your pussy and then you pass out i mean if that's what somebody likes to do i mean that's one of my things i ain't even gonna front i don't mind doing it because i enjoy giving my wife the absolute pleasure that she deserves but if you're passing out on me 20 times out of 20 right after i make you come I'm going to start to feel a bit left out. My dick's going to get chafed if I do it with myself. And also, why are you getting insulted that he has his hands down his pants? Like, he could be just... There's a lot of dudes that just have their hand down their fucking pants. You can't confirm that he's jacking off. You're just assuming. 
I'm not saying that like I'm defending them. I'm just saying, honestly, you're just assuming. And you could be wrong. But honestly, this relationship has been wrong for a long time. And it doesn't seem to take much to set y'all off again. I know of relationships where it is so toxic that even when things are going right, it only takes one small misunderstanding for things to go horribly wrong. This relationship is at that point. Chapter 18, Michaela, Friday morning. Oh, by the way, this is the last chapter. Like I said, this book is close to being a hood classic, but there's going to be a reason. I can already tell that I ain't going to like this shit. I already know. Chapter 18, Michaela, Friday morning. After sending my husband off to work and dropping the kids off to school, I came back and got everything I needed for my trip. I called Annalise to make sure she was ready before I hit up the Uber driver to come swoop me up. Thankful that she was ready, I ordered for the driver to come pick me up in my house and then we would head to Annalise's house and then to the airport. Before I could even log out of my Uber account, there was a knock on my door. My face frowned up with wonder as I rose to my feet. I just knew it wasn't the Uber driver already because the app said it would take him half an hour to get here and we had an hour and a half before the flight. Curious to find out who it was, I pulled the door back only to regret it when I saw Tommy standing with his crazy ass. I hadn't seen or heard from him since that whole debacle at the hotel. What are you doing here, Tommy? I told you not to come to my house. I couldn't believe he was there again. Well, you haven't been picking up my calls or returning my text messages. What'd you expect me to do? Not come to my house. We had this fucking discussion already, I shouted angrily. But I miss you, Michaela. I love you so much, but you don't see it, do you? I don't have time for this right now. I have to go pick up Annalise and go to the airport, I huffed, feeling irritated. Airport? Where are y'all going? To chill in the pool with some other niggas again? He asked with a bad attitude. Boy, bye. I don't know you any explanation on where the fuck I'm going or what the hell I'm doing, I snapped right back. No, what you need to do is get out of my house right now. I'm not leaving here until you tell me where you're going. I'm going about my fucking business. Who do you think you are, Tommy? You come over to my house when I ask you not to, and now you're demanding I tell you where I'm going? The only one who has a right to ask me questions is my husband, which you are not, I clarified as I walked to the door. Now get your ass out of my house before I start screaming bloody murder. And you know that if I do, the police will be here in 2.2 seconds. Wow. You really doing it like this, huh? Hell yeah. I should have taken back control of my life a long time ago. Now get the fuck out and don't bring your ass here again unless you want to get locked up. Apparently, my last threat was enough for Tommy to get the message because after that, he walked out the door with his head down. Whew! I exhaled as I leaned against the door. Quickly remembering I had a flight to catch, I rushed back to my room to get my overnight bag and luggage so I could be ready when the Uber arrived. Checking the app real quick, I saw that he was almost there. It said he'd be there in 11 minutes. Could, I laughed as the driver arrived early. I was glad I was able to get Tommy out when I did because he wasn't about to make me miss this damn plane. I got that for you, ma'am. The young, courteous driver insisted as he loaded my things in the back and then opened the door for me so I could slide in. Well, this driver definitely cared about his clients because he went above and beyond, and for that, I plan to tip him really good. To keep the vibe going, he behaved accordingly when we picked up Annalise. 
He gave her the same royalty treatment as he gave me and even played some nice mellow music all the way to the airport. Getting us there right on time, we tipped him graciously and were able to board our flight at 9.30 and arrive in Portland, Oregon around 2.30 that afternoon. Even though we had eaten on the plane, I was still hungry. I wanted to grab a bite to eat before we went to the property, but Annalise was anxious to get there. However, I was able to talk her into stopping for a quick bite of Subway. You must be pregnant, she told me as she giggled. Girl, bye. Just because I'm a little hungry don't mean I'm pregnant, I enlightened. Okay, watch, in a couple months you're going to be telling me the good news. Hush your mouth, I scoffed. Please don't wish that on me right now when you know my situation with Tommy. Oh my. I'm sorry, sis. I've forgotten all about that fool, Annalise laughed as we ordered our food. Since she said that she had barely slept last night, she fell asleep as soon as the plane got in the air. I didn't even get the chance to tell her about Tommy showing up at my house this morning yet. Girl, I forgot to tell you about you-know-who showing up at my damn house again. I relayed the story to her and didn't leave out a damn detail. You need to get a restraining order on that fool. I keep telling you that. Tommy is harmless. I tried to convince Annalise about something I wasn't sure of myself. He may seem harmless now, Michaela, but you need to look at the bigger picture. Especially when Lady Luck has obviously been on your side. What is that supposed to mean? It means, what if Tommy comes around your house and Joe is there? What are you going to tell him? How are you going to explain that to your husband? Annalise was making some really good points, but I was not trying to hear that. Tommy would never do anything to hurt me. He loved me too damn much. I ain't trying to hear that, Annalise. Tommy ain't no fool. Uh, yes he is. That boy followed you all the way to California, so yeah, he is a fool. You need to start taking me seriously and realize what a threat he is. I think he's unstable, she said with a serious look on her face as we sat at the table and ate. Maybe, but I don't think so. I huffed, thinking that maybe Annalise was right. It didn't matter right then, though, because I was done talking about Tommy. Hurrying to scarf down the rest of my sandwich to avoid the subject, I bowled my napkin up to show that I was ready to go. Following suit, Annalise stood up and walked me over to the garbage can. After dumping our trays, we got into the rental we had picked up from the airport and put the address into the navigation system. What are you going to do if Gavin really has somebody renting the house, I asked Annalise. Well, I'll just introduce myself and check out the property. I mean, I don't need an excuse to drop by my house, right? No, but if it's being rented, I think you're supposed to give him at least 24 hours notice. Well, I don't have the phone number of the person renting the house. Besides, sometimes the pride is better. When you do a pop-up, you can find out anything. If I had given notice, they would have had time to clean up, put somebody out, etc. This way, I get to actually see how they treat my house, I explain. You may have a point there. So, Gavin never gave you any information on the renters? Nothing. I don't know who's living in my house at all. I don't have an application, a driver's license, nothing. That's strange. Exactly my point. I haven't even seen a rental application or anything. And you're just checking this out? You should have been out here to find this shit out a long ago. I mean, what the hell is Gavin hiding, I ask. Never had I heard of no shit like that. I mean, what man rented a house to somebody without getting any kind of information? 
I didn't want to worry Annalise, but I knew whatever was waiting for us at that house wasn't going to be anything good. I was glad that we were popping up so she could find out what the hell her husband was hiding. Eight minutes away. How do you feel? I asked. Nervous. Anxious. Scared. I don't know who's going to be there, she admitted. Well, don't worry, sis, because I'm here with you. We going to get through this together. A short time later, we arrived at the huge house. Now I understood why they said it was an estate. This house was massive. I had never had the pleasure of being inside a house this big, so I was excited. The landscaping was beautiful, so obviously someone had been keeping up with the property. I wonder whose car that is, Annalise said, which drew my attention to the silver Cadillac in the driveway. I guess it belongs to your tenants. Come on, let's find out, she urged. We exited the vehicle and went to the door. Annalise rang the bell while we waited for somebody to answer. Seconds later, the door flew open and I could instantly feel a shift in Annalise's energy as she stared at the ghetto chick with the brightly colored twist that was sporting some cheap-looking negligee. What the fuck are you doing in my house, Zakia? Annalise asked like she knew this young yellow girl. A better question than what you doing at my house, the chick shrieked as she tried to shut the door in our faces. She had us fucked up because we didn't come all the way out here just for her to shut the door in our fucking faces. At least I didn't. No, no, hell to the no. Me and Annalise pushed that door right back open before she could close it. I didn't know who this chick was, but now it was crystal clear that Annalise did. Hold your right foot right there, Michaela, my best friend demanded as she dug in her purse and pulled out papers. Don't worry, girl. I got this, I assured as Annalise shoved the documents in this girl's face. This is the deed to my fucking house. You hear that? My fucking house. What the hell are you doing here, Zakia? Annalise screamed. Finding out this is her long-lost sister was a total shock, but it was nothing compared to the shock we both experienced when Gavin walked in. My mouth was wide open and so was Annalise's. Saw the noise about, he asked as he stood there with a pair of PJs and no shirt. The Zakia girl stood there with her arms over her chest and a huge smirk on her face. She looked from Annalise to Gavin. It was almost as if she was daring Annalise to say something. It took her a while to find her voice, but man, when she did, all hell broke loose. Gavin, you son of a bitch! Annalise yelled as she charged for his ass. Immediately, I felt her pain because my heart would have been crushed if I walked into that same situation. I knew she was upset because I was pissed off for her. If she hadn't attacked this lying ass, I sure would have. Hell, my best friend was hurting and now so was I. Damn, I really thought that coming here unannounced was a good idea, but fuck. I never expected this shit. Never. To be continued. See, that's the reason why I can't call this one a classic. That's some punk ass shit. To make it a to be continued is forcing you to have to read the next book. That is forcing profits. So instead of you just having a good book, just having a good written book that people are going to want to read the next one on, you literally don't resolve like five different issues. And then the one issue you start to resolve, you put it in the very last sentence of the book so then people will want to read the next one. That's horrible work. That is shitty. And we'll be reading the next one starting next episode. I need to know what happened. Doesn't mean I'm happy about it, though. 
the way that this finished off, um, I, I, I'm not pleased. I mean, I'm going to give it a, a four stars on the Amazon review, but that's because it's, you know, support black women. But still, you know, I don't, I don't like how it, how it went. I don't like them cliffhangers. Anyways, 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Uh, Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Um, let me know what you think. Uh, we going to get it started. We going to just keep rolling. Golly, that's that's just upsetting. I'm so mad. And yet I, I'm so excited to see what happens next. This is some bullshit. <laughs> I'll holler at y'all later. Be sure to hit me up on Twitter. Be sure to leave a review with Podchaser. Let me know what you think. Alright, for real, y'all. I'll holler at you later. Be good. Peace. Outro to Ratchet Book Club is by that kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. <laughs>